and we are all set. Hey guys, I'm Joanne Johnson, Executive Director for the Oconee County Chamber of Commerce, and this is the Chamber News. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. We have got Mayor Dan Alexander with us for the mayor, uh, he is the mayor of Seneca, excuse me. My brain has left the building, I'm afraid, but I am very glad um, that you guys are joining us again today. We had another call this morning, which was wonderful. Um, with the unemployment office. So hope you all had a chance to tune into that. If you did not catch that this morning, that was with um, the South Carolina Department of Employment and Workforce. And that was Jamie Suber, the chief of staff out of Columbia. That is actually on our website, on the Chamber News tab, and also on the Chamber's Facebook page. So please take a look at that. He had answered so many questions from an unemployment standpoint. I don't want you guys to miss that. Again, we have uh, Mayor Dan Alexander from the city of Seneca today. I'm thrilled. He's a very good friend. I just love him to death, and I know you do too. So, Mayor, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Joanne. Glad I can be, glad I can be here, and I uh, hope everybody's doing well today. You know, I wish that, I mean, you and I, we, you know, you're so gracious and let me come on to City Talk on Saturdays and we have the Chamber segment on that. And normally we have all kinds of fun when we do that. This is unfortunately very different circumstances. Yeah, it, it definitely is. We've, it's been a hard week for, for many, um, but we're definitely making some progress. Can you speak from a mayoral perspective, Mayor, what does it look like downtown? Let's go back for a second. What did it look like a week ago? Let's talk about that. And then what does it look like a week later? You know, just backing up a little bit, when the storm was coming through, I, and I was actually at home, and we were actually in the path of the storm too. And um, as the storm went by, um, we knew there was lots of damage. Um, and I thought it had hit downtown too, but you know, it mainly hit the um, the Bull Warner area, and I know we'll talk more about that. But it came through the residential part of Seneca, the old part of town, a lot of devastation um, to property values, and and really throughout all the south side of town. So, did it hit many businesses, or just primarily residences? It was um, probably 97 percent residency. There were some businesses that were here, uh, especially on the south side of town. You know, Bull Warner was most definitely the, the hardest hit on the commercial side. But some encouraging news about Bull Warner is that they have multiple contractors in there right now. They're um, doing everything that they can to actually get that plant open back up. So I'm very encouraged about that because you know, they're one of the largest employers uh, here in our community and that really did affect a lot of lives there. But we're encouraged to hear they're shooting to try to open back up in May. Uh, they're, they're making a lot of modification. They'll come back and sort of rebuild the outside of Bull Warner, but they're trying to make sure that the inside is where they can actually continue operating and making part for Ford and the, the uh, dealership that they made transmission for. You know, it's unbelievable because, you know, you know, my husband, Jeff, and he works for Jay Davis. And so just about every member of Jay Davis they've got on staff is out there at Borg Warner. And I know there's other contractors that well, are, are out there as well. And forgive me, I don't know the name of many of those, um, but they, 
you know, they, these guys are working around the clock. Do you think that they're going to hit that target of early May? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that they're a big effort there, and I know they're taking safety in consideration, but their concerns there is making sure that they get back in operation so they can make part for Ford and the, the dealership. You know, Joel, Joel Davis, uh, with Davis Brothers Construction, he actually called me, I think, that Monday morning and was just checking in, and he would let me know that they were at the Warner plant along with the other contractors. So there's definitely a big team effort there to uh, get that plant back up. But if you look at Bull Warner and really it's sort of the, the path of the storm, it jumped across the street and it really came through an area that was called uh, Thriftwood uh, Subdivision. And it came on up Dalton Road to Adams Subdivision and came up out, um, back up to Oak Street. And really from there, it went back into more of the historical part of town uh, where it did lots of damage and the, the path continued to go back toward Utica. It's unbelievable. And it when you've lived through tornadoes and different things, it, it always surprises you when you look and there's all this devastation and then maybe houses are, are damaged or, or destroyed completely. And then there's one that just remains with no damage. Yeah, that that is amazing because one house may be just totally destroyed in the next one. You never you never would have known a storm had come through. Right, exactly. Do we know how many homes in total were completely destroyed and how many were damaged? Yeah, as of yesterday, and that number sort of changing every day, but as of yesterday, we actually had, uh, I believe it was like 72 that were totally destroyed. There was 170 something that we've, um, they were determined structurally if they're going to be able to be rebuilt or, um, you know, were not they be um, deemed um, not able to be rebuilt. Also, with that, so you got about 72 that we know is not going to be able to rebuilt, 172 is in question. And then the, a total number that we have come up, and I just thought this would be interesting to know, is that around 1,400 homes were affected by the tornado from severe to not as severe, but some type of damage was done to those properties. A rough estimate, and these numbers are sort of changing every day too, but um, probably anywhere from 250 to $400 million in uh, property damage, sort of what we're hearing. So, so two questions then. One, I'm interested in where all of the displaced people are being housed, and also with the relief fund that is coming through the city of Seneca. Are we having money right now flowing into that account? Do I'm assuming we obviously have a, an even greater need and we're encouraging more money to continue to flow into that account. How can people do that? Well, most definitely, mm -hmm. we, there's a tremendous need and there's gonna be need for a long time. Um, there's a lot of people that um, there's definitely different needs. Um, so we do have a fund set up, and it's actually um, Sonica Tornado Release Fund uh, at Oconee Federal or the city of Sonica. You can actually come by here if you would like to donate any money to that. And what we're doing, we're actually going to set up a group of people that will actually look at the obesity criteria that we will set, and we will um, they'll determine you know if someone qualified for those funds. So those are some of the funds that are actually coming in to Sonica right now, but. That's going to be a tremendous need throughout not just the next few weeks, 
but the next several weeks, several months, probably up to a year, you know, we'll, we'll see this a year from now, but it won't be at the magnitude it is today. One thing that we are seeing in talking about housing, Red Cross has actually put up a, a, a good many people in the hotel, uh, and they're actually paying for those. I think there's probably a maximum there that they can do. A lot of neighbors are helping neighbors. Lots of family members are helping put people up. So we're seeing people not be able to stay where they are, but they may be staying in Anderson and surrounding area. One thing about this area that um, we didn't have is a lot of uh, empty homes. So there's um, definitely a housing issue there that uh, we're trying to help address with different agencies. Are we going to be able to open up maybe one of our larger facilities um, that are maybe are not currently being used where we can house people or do you know? Well, one thing that we're running into with the virus uh, out there, the, there's some limitations that we have. I believe that there have been some other areas that um, don't hold me to this, but I think Sunka Baptist Church was actually looking at their activity building. If there was any needs there that they um, might be able to help with some of the housing. So I know between the county and the city, uh, Mr. Motor, Amanda Brock with the uh, county administration and Red Cross, they're looking at all that, um, the emergency preparedness people. They're really taking a real hard, um, getting hard numbers on what the needs are and trying to help any way we can. And they're sharing those different resources. Yeah, it's really hard because normally you would take an empty recreation center or something like that and say, okay, we're going to have, you know, cots brought in and different things. But you're right, because with the pandemic, that that is a it, my goodness, that changes everything because we have to have all of those precautions put into place. It's not just something that you can open the door to shaver, say, and go, okay, come on, everybody, come on in here. And that is true, especially when it comes to housing. So they're looking at other avenues for housing. What we are doing with our recreational complex, uh, particularly Schaefer, it's sort of a drop-off donation uh, location where people actually bringing things in. And if anyone from the community say they're needing baby formula, baby diapers, or water, or um, and they do have some clothing um, charged to be able to put over your roof, there's a, a, a lot of supplies that are actually coming in to help people and what they can do, they actually come in and say, you know, I'm in need of this. And if we have it, they're giving it to them. Uh, yesterday, um, Pepsi actually reached out. They brought like 2000 something bottles of Gatorade because the dehydration is a very concern too because people are out working all day and we just don't want them to get dehydrated. So uh, we're making sure we've got plenty of fluid. Absolutely. And it's been a beautiful thing. You know, it's difficult to say, well, we're going through this horrendous time um, and let's take a look at the silver lining. But, you know, everyone, all of our conversations have always come back to the same thing that, first of all, we've seen the Lord's hand in this. Second of all, we've seen a community truly rise up to the challenge. And there are so many people at Shaver. There are so many people throughout the entire town, throughout the entire county, just putting self above others. And they're out there all day. And I was kind of curious if you knew or if you even had an idea roughly, how many people would you guess that are out there with their chainsaws and, and, and just helping get rid of debris and handing out supplies on a daily basis? 
you know, it's sort of hard to tell on a daily basis, but I can give you a number that, that I heard Saturday this weekend. They were, that were registered, um, that we were tracking. There were a thousand people that were out in our community. That's not counting people that just went to a neighborhood and wanted to offer help, but they've been thousands and thousands of people here. There's, even today, I mean, there's hundreds of here. One thing that we've been very blessed with, and I, and I can't say thank you enough to Amanda Brock, Oconee County uh, Emergency Preparedness, the fire department, all those agencies that have been working very closely with us to make sure that the needs of this community are being met. If you went into their command center, you would actually see where they had a call about a specific need and they, they're following that up, you know, whoever the right person is that needs to go there and follow up about that. So there's a very unified uh, effort between all these agencies to, to work together and to try to address this. And, and I'm very proud because I feel like if you would ask me a week ago where we would be today, I would say we're probably six weeks farther out than where we are today as far as getting power back on and the cleanup. But between our state and local uh, delegation, um, we've been very blessed. They've been there very supportive. DOT had been in here taking a lot of debris away. Um, we've had a, a great relationship there along with our federal um, delegate, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, Tim Scott and Jeff Duncan, all of them have, have been here. Um, they're very instrumental in helping us get the things that we need. Absolutely, everybody's working together, you're right. And let me ask you this, can people, they can provide monetary donation to the city, can they also give you guys gift cards? Yes, yeah, sure. At the, okay. uh, they can definitely do that. And what we're doing there is that it's Schaefer, when someone comes in and we know what their needs are, uh, maybe it is that they need a gift card, but they're, they're sort of making sure that that's the best use for that person. So a, a gift card would definitely be something that you could um, to give. And some, for the most part, I think a lot of that might go to Schaefer to be able to uh, help with those individual needs. Absolutely. And my foundation, actually, the Media Foundation will be at Shaver on Saturday with you guys. We're doing the grocery restart bags. And so we will be there for individuals who we have not, we've already gone to all the apartment complexes for those that have lost power and had it restored and then providing some, you know, a couple bags of groceries and the community has gathered around also. And we have the support of Walmart and Zone 7 and the United Way. And so we will be packing up a lot many bags as we can too and we'll be coming have some tables out to be right alongside you and hand those grocery bags out to the people that need it as well and that's just one and I don't say that to say hey you know look at that it's just one more way that people can give back and so are you encouraging maybe other people if they're having things to be able to give can they come and set up at Shaver? Yeah, what they can do is actually go there. They, if you go to our website, uh, sonica.sc.us, there's a lot of contact numbers on there. If somebody wants to volunteer, <clears throat> excuse me, or someone needs something, you can actually contact those numbers and they'll make sure that you get to the right person. And if it, if it was Schaefer and that's somewhere you want to go, you know, it, they, they'll be able to orchestrate that and, and help you get there. One, one thing, Joanne, I would just like to say too, is that as this community has come together, there's no doubt that there's been thousands of people here. 
unbelievable if I would say, I would just, a couple words that come to my mind, that lots of love, lots of hope, and unity, without a doubt. Um, people are getting in there, they're getting the job done. There are, some groups are coming in by hundreds. I know um, yesterday I was talking to a group from all over the state. Uh, they were with the Mormon. They were here this past weekend. There was 250, 500 of them are coming back this weekend uh, to help. Um, so, and they are actually going house to house to see what the needs are, um, if someone has something they need and they're tracking that. So we all can help make sure that some of those things get done. Absolutely. Well, I know you're busy and I know you've got to get back out there, but tell me, Mayor, what can we do for you? How can we make things easier for you? I know we've talked about maybe, you know, funneling some money to the city and, and maybe taking our donation efforts to Shaver, which we're considering as the command center. And that was put in place, to my understanding, to minimize com confusion and just, you know, to be consistent. And so everyone knows what's going on. But what can we actually do for you? But no doubt that we feel like the financial donations would be greatly appreciated. Because if we go into this a month, two months out, there's going to be a lot of people out there that do not have the financial need to do certain things. So um, I do feel like that's going to be a tremendous need in the past. And housing, you know, maybe I'm not real sure what they don't earmark the money for as we go forward. But I, a lot of things that we're seeing is housing. The other thing we're seeing is... Um, the debris that's around home. It may be off their house, but it's still laying in the yard. Now, DOT and the city and all these volunteers are doing a tremendous job of helping try to get everything to the road, but some things are just way off the road. Um, so trying to clean up, um, people being able to have to find the money to actually get the power back on. And some people may have had their electrical service rebuilt. So there's gonna be a lot of different needs. And we don't, that could change every day. You know, it could be there's more pressing need and we could use the money for that. But if you give to the city of Sanka, um, you can actually go to Oconee Federal. There's a couple different funds that are set up out there, but if you want it, I know United Way has one, the city of Sanka has one. So I just encourage anyone, if, if you wanna, who you wanna give it to, just be specific or you can give it to, whoever um, just say, I want this to go to somebody to help. Um, but just again, encouraging to help financial. The Schaefer is another great place that you can uh, maybe reach out to. I'll be glad if anybody wants to call me. My number is 710-8841, y'all. If you want to call me on my cell phone, ask me any specific question, I'll be glad to try to help get those answers for you. Mayor, we appreciate you so much and, and all, of, all of the people who are having a hand in this recovery effort. Um, again, and, and you guys reach out to all of us too. Let us know how we can help you. And I know, I know that it's a huge burden on your shoulders right now and you're wanting your city to be up and running and, and you feel, I'm sure, a sense of responsibility for the citizens that live in the city of Seneca. So I know that's gotta be hard. And so I would just actually put out a plea to everybody to just please cover our leadership in prayer. They need you, they need your prayers. Um, and because it's, it's a good fight, so. Yeah, it definitely is, Joanne. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, but you know, we do appreciate the prayers on our end, but you know, all these workers, we're just praying for safety, watch out over them, you know, that, um, that they'll be able to get in here and do the, the 
the amazing job that they're doing in our community. But you know, as we move forward, I mean, we will we will remember lots of stories here, and we'll be hearing a lot of stories of what um, Samaritans have done and how they've helped people. And you know, it's just it's very touching to me as, as mayor to be able to go out in the community and I hear different things from different people and the stories that they're telling me about, you know, how their life was saved and, you know, they're just very grateful and they, they know they have a purpose here. And, you know, just uh, being there in support, that's a big one. Um, but again, I thank everybody at the chamber and all our businesses. That's another thing that with the virus, with both of these things at the same time, it has taken a tremendous burden on businesses in our community. and. We just pray that, you know, we'll, we'll all get through this as quickly as we can and uh, hopefully some things to get back to normal. And uh, I'm looking forward to a big night at Jazz on the Alley on Thursday night. Yes, I can't wait. We don't have a big party, y'all. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait for that. And everybody's invited. Yes. All right, my friend. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to let you get back about your day. Please come back as soon as you have another update. If there's anything that you want to share, anything that you feel is pressing that people want to know, you let me know. You're welcome back anytime as often as possible. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks to everybody. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you soon.